This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Yes. All right, Kellen. Opening track from Pyromania. We're going to rock, rock till you drop on a Friday night. Well, that's lifted my spirits, and they are already quite high. Nice. Okay, NHL tonight, the only game is later. Kings at Canucks, Oil Kings start in half an hour against Brandon at Rogers Place. Golden Bears start in half an hour at Claire Drake against UBC. So we'll get to those scores once those games start. Oilers and Golden Knights tomorrow. The Golden Knights are 14-4. and four. The Oilers mediocre at 9-8. and eight. 6.30 face-off show here on 6.30. Chad Puck will drop at 8. Jack Michaels with the uh, play-by-play tomorrow with Bob Stoffer on the color. And of course, Rob Brown and I will uh, be there as well. 780-496-0063. The Grey Cup is Sunday. So as we usually do before a big football game, we take your predictions. So you have to give the score in the game, the winning team, and if you have some other random and or humorous prediction for the game to add into that, uh, we'll give you bonus points and maybe you get a canned ham out of it. Kellen, is, is anybody participating in this assignment? We have a ton of participants. Oh, we in have fact, some eager students this evening. Uh, the first text from Ryan tonight is basically how we want these to come in. So just everybody listen to Ryan's text and, you know, don't copy his Ryan prediction. Ryan has the word, format. But he has the format, Ryan, yes. Ryan is... Ryan is our model student. There I'm we saying go. that even before hearing what you're going to say. Exactly. So Ryan will take the Argos 27 to 24, and and Kalaros hits. Or sorry, let's try that again. Kalaros froze two interceptions. Okay, that's, that, that's pretty good. That's, there we that's go. pretty good. I mean, the the extra prediction could be could, could be more out there if people want to go that way. But that's that's pretty good. Argos 27-24, two picks by Kalaros. Who is the best player in the league, by the way? Okay, give me a couple more. We'll do these throws. Sure, sure, exactly. We got uh, Greaser texted in. He says Toronto 28 and Winnipeg 24, although he put down a Winnipeg Jets 24. The Jets aren't in the Grey Cup. It's the Blue Bombers. Well, he just he, <laughs> he got a little mixed up. He's fine. We forgive him. He says go T.O. and he loves canned ham. Okay. <laughs> Well, not a prediction, an observation, a statement, which is also fine. <laughs> we're, we're glad you liked canned ham. Grease, Greaser's a regular uh, participant in the show. I'm yeah. always happy to hear from him. Exactly. And we got one more here from Ricky. He's our first Winnipeg predictor for the night. He says 34-23 Bombers. And his out there prediction is Chris Jones will coach next year's cup winning team. That's from Ricky. Okay, well, I hope he's suggesting that's going to be Edmonton because that would be nice after 
Uh, what, are, what, are we, what have I said the Elks are since the middle of 2019? Is it 9-32? and 32? It's something like that. Something like that, yeah. Because it, uh, well, I can figure it out right now. What were we, 4-14 this year, 3-11 and 11 last year, and 2-7 and seven in the last nine games of 2019. So that is two. No, I added this up wrong. It's not very good. Yeah, it's nine and thirty-two in the last forty-one mm -hmm. games are the Elks. That's not, that's not great. They actually did have a couple. If you add in the playoffs, they're ten and thirty-three, because they did make the playoffs in twenty nineteen, and Trevor Harris had that um, amazing game against Montreal in the East semifinal, and then they lost to Hamilton in the uh, East final. All right, do you have any more? You can do one more, one or two more here. Sure, we can do one more here. Uh, let's go to. Well, let's just get a couple quick ones out of the way here first. Uh, Blair. Text in says Toronto 34 31. And he says, This isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler for Sunday. <laughs> that's, so, whoa, that's friggin' the that's attitude there. Right that there. is confidence <laughs> bordering on, bordering on, but not stepping into cockiness. He's, his toes are on the border into cockiness, but he's still staying in the land of confidence. I like it myself. I, that, that's pretty good. I like how we put that. Yeah, and uh, Eagles Larry texts in and says, Toronto 24-19. That's from Eagles Larry. And we got one more from Colton. It's not a prediction. Yes, it's just a, Colton. It's, it's a straight-up text message for you, and it's a question for you. How long was the lineup to get Reed Wilkins' signature yesterday? I wish I lived in Edmonton. That <laughs> autograph could be worth thousands Someday. Well, th uh, yes, thousands of nothings. The it was kind of funny because, uh, okay, first of all, I gotta I gotta get another thought out first. Eagles, Larry, who we hear from sporadically on the show, uh, he must be thrilled. Now I know they finally lost. Was it the Monday nighter they lost? I believe so. Yes. I think yeah. it was the Monday nighter. Uh, yes, it was. The the Eagles finally lost to the Commanders. So what? They're eight and I think they're eight and one. Eight they were one, undefeated. Yeah. But, yeah, he must be just euphoric with how the Philadelphia Eagles are playing. I Good wonder team. if he's feeling confident that they are the favorite for the Super Bowl. And, like, we'll have to – if okay, Eagles, Larry, you got to promise me this. we got to get you on the show during the NFL playoffs. We got, we'll try to arrange that. Or if they win – or if they're in the Super Bowl, if they – because Eagles, Larry – uh, he, he types in fairly regularly. Like, I know mm -hmm. he's out there, and we've talked about the Eagles before. So he's got to be – so they, they have – the Eagles have won the Super Bowl since I've been doing inside sports, but I can't remember if we were interacting at that time. That was, what, 2016? I can't even remember now. That was – that might be – I think that's the best Super Bowl of all time. That was the Nick Foles Super Bowl. Yes. Right? I, I, I honestly think that's the best Super Bowl of all time. I know that often gets debated. There, there have been – more dramatic finishes, I suppose, and there have been closer games. That one wound up eight points, but that was just an offensive display. I, I want to say there might have only been one punt in the game. If there, if it was more than one, it wasn't much more than one. That was the 2018 Super Bowl, so for the 2017 season. So it, it hasn't been that long since Eagles Larry has enjoyed uh, a Super Bowl championship, but, I, I mean, the Eagles are absolutely rolling this year. So anyway, we'll have to get them on. Uh, and then, oh, Colton. Okay, so funny story. Well, I, I find it funny <laughs> because I, I'm the type of person, I, I f I'm always surprised if anybody wants to talk to me or have anything to do with me. <laughs> that's, just, that's just my personality and how my life has gone. Um, so we're, we're at West Edmonton Mall, and I, I got to say, I was 
thrilled to be there. Like I was just, I was so happy. I don't know. I just like doing the on-location shows. I knew we were having Warren Moon on. I, I knew Matthew Duchak from West Edmonton, uh, Bed, the Best Edmonton Mall YouTube channel was coming by, and I just was great vibe. So many excited people were there. So yes, some listeners wandered by. There was one gentleman, I think his name was Al. He, he's done some distance running and some half marathons like I have. So we, during the commercial, I talked to him about running a little bit. A couple other people just stopped by and, and uh, said hello. And people were coming by to, to do the digital entry for the draw for tickets. And a few years ago, our promotions department made these sort of postcard-sized well, they're postcards. They look like postcards. Like these, they got my picture on them, and it says "Inside Sports" with Reed Wilkins. So we, we've been told, you know, if you're ever somewhere, have these to give away. If somebody wants to meet you, then you can sign it for them. I'm like, okay, well, no one's really gonna want, ever want my autograph, but every once in a while, I've had these, and somebody's like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. And I'll, I'll give them one of these things. So uh, you know, I'd done a, that for a couple, and then is Kellen. I, I don't know what happened, but during that last commercial break, you got crushed. I look up, and there actually was a lineup of people who wanted to meet me. Now it was—I you know, think it was six people. I mean, we're not talking 400 for That's Leon Dreisaitl. Still sizable, man. So I, I don't know what happened. If if it might have been somebody from our street team, what I think happened is—is is we had a couple of uh, people from our street team there. What I th what I think happened is one of them said to the people walking by, "Hey, Reed's pretty lonely." Nobody wants yeah. to talk to him. Can you feign some interest and ask him for an autograph? And we just happened to come back from commercial at that exact moment. Well, so you know? that was the crazy thing. So people were coming up, and I was saying, I was signing these little pictures. And I, if I do sign something for somebody, again, which is extremely rare, I try to write something for them on it and something preferably silly that only I would write. You know, so one guy's name was Landon. So I wrote, hey, your name is almost Lando. Because of course Lando was a character in uh, Star Wars, so yeah, all of a sudden there was, I was like, why are there actually people here uh, who, who want my thing? So yes, Colton, the, the six people—that's my record. Six people in line to meet me and get an autograph, which is six more than I thought I would ever have. But it was fun. I quite enjoyed meeting people like that. Yeah, no, it, it was. Uh, it sounded like it was an amazing atmosphere. We, I went back for the social media, and it looked great uh, last night. It was cool to see all the fans, you know, get in line. And hopefully, if you were listening, I'm talking to the general you out there, the listeners. If you're listening to the, the show, royal you, the, yeah, exactly. Uh, if you were out there last night, I hope you got uh, an autograph or two from your favorite players and that stuff. And I, I think the players enjoyed it too because it sounded like they were having a fun time. Well, and that. I heard. I, who was I talking today? I was talking to Gene from Sportsnet. Gene Prince Bay, and I realized some people lined up very early, especially for Dry Settle and McDavid. I mean, I, I walked through Dry Settle's line before my show started, and I talked to the, the uh, Levi and Shane who are at the front of the line. They got there at 5:45 a.m. So, and that's for a quick interaction because there were rules: you could only get one thing signed, you couldn't get a picture. Uh, I think with McDavid, he was only signing the upper deck stuff that he had, and I believe the rule with McDavid was is, is that. He he had to personalize it mm -hmm. because they don't want stuff out there that just says Connor McDavid on it and then it gets yep. sold. So he had to put, you know, to Patricia, you know, to who, whoever. Um, but Gene was telling me that he knew some people who were 
very early in line, I think for McDavid, but then they had time to go get Nuge and to go get Hyman and to go get Nurse. So the lines moved pretty quickly. Now, yes, you didn't get a long interaction uh, with your favorite player. You couldn't sit there and talk for five minutes, but you were able to go around and get a variety of, uh, of autographs, which, oh, yeah. which I think was pretty cool, which I think was, was the point, was to, to get as many players with as many people as they could. So, yeah, that was mm-hmm. a fun one for sure. 780-496-0063. Uh, keep your Super Bowl, well, not your Super Bowl. Well, Eagles Larry probably has a Super Bowl prediction already. Uh, keep your great cup predictions coming. And uh, if, if I, I threw some stuff out there about the Oilers and starting games and setting the tone and making it, uh, making it difficult for the other team, I don't think we've gotten any feedback on that, which is kind of surprising. So you can jump in there as well. And we'll get to this Matthias Yanmark to the top line story. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, hope you're having a great Friday night. Oilers practiced earlier today. I was a little surprised, to be honest with you, to see this line combination. Connor McDavid centering Zach Hyman and Matthias Yanmark. Yanmark commented on his time with the Oilers so far. Yeah, I think that first game was a little... Uh, I got in late and, and traveled the day before. Uh, and obviously the team didn't play very well. Uh, the last two games, I feel like I've been uh, getting the puck a little more, put myself in, in better places to get the puck. And last game, I felt like I was skating pretty well. I wasn't happy with uh, how I finished uh, with the puck on my shots and, and all that. But... Uh, yeah, and, and you never know how the games are going to turn out, but if you can keep putting yourself with with a puck in your hands and, and in your team's hands, you, uh, you can keep working on it. So, Yanmark, uh, yeah, came up during the road trip from Bakersfield. Uh, has an assist so far in three games. I thought the game against L.A. was his best game. He had a couple of uh, fairly dangerous rushes and probably had two of the Oilers' better scoring opportunities in that game, a night on which they didn't have a lot of great scoring opportunities. Now, do I see him as a top-line player? Uh, well, I don't, but, you know, okay, playing one of his former teams, the Golden Knights, maybe getting rewarded a little bit for that work against Los Angeles, but I, I think this is more evidence that right now the Oilers are, quite frankly, they got some challenges with their lineup and, and with scoring and with just, I, I used that word oomph earlier in the show uh, about creating offensive chances and really spending a lot of time in the offensive zone. So it was McDavid with Yanmark and Hyman, Dreisaitl with Nugent Hopkins and Fogel, McLeod with Costin and Pugliarvi, Shore with Holloway and Ryan Skinner, by the way, was in the uh, quote-unquote starters net, so maybe he's going to go again tomorrow against the Golden Knights. But uh, that's that's one of the concerns now for the Oilers is Kane's out, Yamamoto's out, plus he has zero goals, and uh, Pugliarvi's been sitting on one goal here for a while. And I've talked a lot about forwards you know, six through eight on the team, six through nine. Are you going to get some sort of production from them? 
Well, there hasn't been a lot. McLeod early had three goals in six games, and I'd still say he is playing well. Um, but sus uh, support scoring now after the big four, there's no big five with Kane out of the lineup. What are you getting? Is Yanmark going to provide it? Well, I don't know. I mean, he did have a 19-goal season, but that was a while ago. Generally, he scores, you know, between six and ten goals in a year. Uh, Yanmark was asked about being on a line with McDavid and Hyman today. Can't talk enough about the, those players. Uh, so uh, I've been playing with some good players before. Uh, obviously not maybe at this level but uh, you try to you try to bring the same game that you that brought you up there but also you gotta adjust because because uh, I'm not the best player on that line so you gotta adjust to, to how they're doing but also you gotta bring your best game so it's uh, adjustment level so uh, we'll see how that goes all right and the uh, man who made the decisions on the lines Jay Woodcroft on moving Yanmark up yeah, well, I think uh, going back to the Tampa Bay game for us, um, you know, we, you lose Zavander, you lose Yamal. Those are two two players in your top nine. Um, since that that happened, obviously, you know, I think uh, we won the we're two and two in those games. But that said, uh, we're just trying to reconfigure some lines in the search of uh, continued improvement. And for Matias. Matias has come up and I thought um, showed very well uh, since he's come up from Bakersfield. Uh, I think he'd be the first to admit that his training camp didn't go the way that he wanted it to. Uh, he went down to Baker, he went through waivers, went down to Bakersfield, worked at his game, and I see someone who's motivated, hungry, skating well, um, and has created some chances here in, in the games that I've seen him. So uh, for him to go up there, I think it's a good opportunity. And uh, as I said, losing those two players in Kane and Yamamoto opened up opportunity for other people to, to step up. And uh, we're getting some good performances. The team's two and two, but we're, we're continuing to try and find um, that little bit extra in order to improve on a daily basis. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see uh, how long that is the line in tomorrow's game and how productive it can be. 780-496-0063. Give me some Oilers thoughts, Kellen. Oilers fought. Uh, JT in Leslieville texts in says he feels that the Oilers are too easy to play against. They can whack, hack, and run our stars and rookies with impunity. And bonus yeah, points for you, bonus points for using the word uh, impunity. Absolutely. Exactly. So there we go. And then we've got another. This is a unknown text, I should say, uh, that came in. Just basically says, "This is nothing that a four or five game winning streak won't fix." Uh. Yes. But. <laughs> They've already had a five-game winning streak, and they've almost given it back because then they lost three out of that, and then they've been up and down, I guess, what, in the four games since then. Uh, fair comment, and, I, and I, I don't want to be overly alarmist, but as I said last night, I am a little bit concerned. I, I'm not massively concerned. I am a little bit concerned. And, and maybe they are going to win their next five or you know eight of their next 12 or something like that, and it'll look a lot better. But we're, we're 17 games into the season, and to me, we're still, at least I feel like I'm still kind of waiting to see the orders that I thought they could be. Mm -hmm. And Doyle from Birchwood Village, Texan, says, Scoring first was a concern last year, too. Didn't prevent them from getting all the way to the conference final. Losing stars like Evander are the tough situations to play through and still get that W. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair comment. And, and, I, and I should, you know, I, I should be, be fair with my criticism from earlier. 
or, or perhaps be more, a little more specific what I was talking about. I would say over the last, well, let's call it the McDavid dry settle era. I would say in general, the Oilers have not been a good starting team. And to that texture, I will say you are right. And I'm glad you pointed it out that they actually, for the most part, were a pretty good starting team and a pretty good first period team after Jay Woodcroft took over. So yes, fair comment. It, it's not 82 games a year. But I would say my observation and my criticism stems from um, extended periods of time in, in the seasons in which they don't start well. You know, that, that long stretch under Tippett last year, and now I would say most of this year. I, I'm not just going to cherry pick a few games when it's happened. I, I think there have been extended stretches in multiple seasons in which they haven't started the game well. So yes, you're, you're right. Uh, I mean, they did clean it up last year and they did have a pretty good playoff run. But I, I do feel that it's it, it's too much of a problem too often.